0: Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the house where we're all happy to be. Because we all came in, we packed all that junk at the door and we walked in free of it and living for it. The love that Jesus has for us. This morning I'm going to talk to you about my grace is sufficient. <clears throat> about four weeks ago I, I sort of I guess this message started running around inside me and Andrew hadn't even asked me to preach then. <laughs> it was just sort of running around that I thought, what's it all about? Why, why am I even thinking about it when there's so many other things that I think about on a daily basis? But my grace is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9. I'm reading from the New King James. You're reading from whatever that is. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace is sufficient for you. There are times in all of our lives when we go, I don't feel like it, it doesn't look like it, but his grace is sufficient for us. I was reminded as I, as I started to write this, I was reminded a couple of weeks ago that um, Pastor Andrew shared Stephen's wonderful message that was printed out and put in the, in the Logos. And he was talking about what coat we're wearing. And as, as Stephen suggested in that beautiful passage that was written and read we first need to understand the grasp hold of which coat we need to throw off. There are times when we don't understand what it is we carry or wear. Is it time to throw off not only the coat but the weight of it? You know, there are times when we've <clears throat> we've carried things. You know, I love that example where people say, oh, I just want you to hold on to this cup. I'll get you to hold onto this cup. It's an empty cup. I'll just get you to hold on to it. It doesn't weigh anything. But after you've been holding it at arm's length for about three weeks, it gets really, really heavy. Because it's not the cup that's heavy, it's the weight that we carry. I for one have carried pain in my life and that as I seek after the grace of God I find that the coat was indeed thrown off. I threw off the coat of pain. I said enough was enough. I didn't need it anymore. But I still get reminded of it. 18, 19 years ago I was in a church in Queensland we hadn't been born again very long and there was a a man there, his name's John Mellor He's he's a well known healer and he was he was laying hands on people and praying for them and they were being healed of all sorts of wonderful things. At the time I was a fairly severe asthmatic and we were Adria and I were sitting a couple of rows back in our normal seats in the church it was our normal place to sit and I was sitting there thinking somebody should be up there catching those people because a lot of people were falling down so I thought I'll just get up and and, um, and John Mellor was one of those men who when he prays, people go down. But then he gets you to stand them up again, and then they go down again. They stand them up again. They go down again, and that went on until about one o'clock in the morning. And as I was standing behind this gentleman, he was—he was John was praying for him, and he just looked over his shoulder at me and he said, "What was it?" He didn't ask me what it is. He asked me what it was. And I said, "Well, it was asthma, but I, it's gone." And he said, of course it is. Let me pray for you. So he's reached over this guy, put his, said, we we're all on the floor then. <clears throat> that was a bit of fun. But that's, you know, somebody had said to me, don't stop taking your medication until you've been to the doctor to find out. Well, I took medication twice a day, every day of my life. I'd been doing it for the last 20-something years. And sometime later, Adria said to me, did you have your medication tonight? And went, well, I don't think I've had it all week. So then you go into this mad panic about you've got to get up and take your medication. So you get up and you take your medication two days and it was gone. So I went to the doctor and the doctor did all the tests. blow in this test, my grace is sufficient. Even back then, I, I think I understood it without even knowing it. My grace is sufficient. I had better lung function then than I'd I'd ever had with that particular doctor. And I'd been seeing him for about five years and he'd been prescribing the medication on and on and on we go. And he said, what happened? I said, my God healed me. And he said, I'll take that. I took it. But my grace is sufficient and I threw off the coat but there are times like when it's really cold. Of you, we notice when it gets really cold. Those of you who have struggled in the past with asthma, when it gets really cold, it gets really hard to breathe, and and it comes against you. And it's that weight that we need to put down. I'm healed of this; it's gone. For His grace is sufficient, and in that, I've thrown off not only the coat but the weight of it. We carry tension in our lives. We carry all sorts of stuff that happens and it becomes a heaviness in our life. But the end of that scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, the end of the verse 9 says, Therefore most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I was an asthmatic. And there are days when I struggle to breathe. It's got nothing to do with the asthma because I'm healed. And I claim the healing every day. The breathing struggle at the moment has got more to do with my my weight than it has to do with my asthma. But you see, I've got to do something about it because I'm the one that's wearing it. I have to put it off. He said... His grace is sufficient and in his grace I can be I will be and I am healed. Matthew 11:30 says for my my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And John 8:12 Sorry, yeah, John 8:12 says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And John 9, 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I'll go slowly here. I notice. This is one of those ones, this, this is the, the abnormal me the silly part of me, that light is light. I know, I know, I know. Daylight, sunshine, and the light from a lamp have no weight, so light is light. It's not heavy, it's not heavy. As I wrote this, I was reminded of a song he ain't heavy, he's my brother. Every one of you in this room, every one of you, he ain't heavy, he's your brother. And today we need to grab hold of that. that Second Corinthians 12, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient. Everywhere that Paul went, he preached the gospel and every time he preached, he destroyed more of Satan's kingdom. So Satan sent a messenger, an evil spirit to stop him. Is he trying to stop you? Has he sent a messenger against you? And if so... You know, we need to really think about that. He sent a messenger against Paul. But at the times, there were challenges against all of the disciples, not just Paul. But the messenger was sent to Paul because he was the one doing the most damage. What is the challenge that you're facing today? Is it the weight of that burden? The burden that was never yours to carry? Or the one that Jesus has already taken away and yet we're still carrying the weight of it? He took the coat because we threw it off, but we're still carrying the weight. It still feels like we've got it on. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. God's righteousness. And verse 17 says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. There are men and women in this place and you are thoroughly equipped. And we are causing, we are causing distress to Satan. And he will send his messenger to you. And it'll come in family crisis, it'll come in sickness, it'll come in brokenness, it'll come in lack, it'll come in loss. But it's just a messenger. He brought the message and I went, I don't want it. Sometimes, just sometimes, when they bring the message, we go, oh, that must be for me. It's not God sends his messenger, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit followed and said, you are worthy and you are above all. Today, every day, we need to grab hold of what it is that he gave us and understand that light is light. There's no weight in the light that we see. There is no weight in what's been thrown off because we gave it away. I'm reading a book at the moment written by A.W. Pink, a 19th century writer. In it he says, Doctrine means teaching and it is by doctrine or teaching that the great realities of God and our relation to him of Christ, the spirit, salvation, Grace are made known to us. It is by all of that that he is made known to us and we need to understand that his grace is sufficient. It's not my grace is sufficient. I have lots of grace till I get in the car and Adria says, shh, you can't say that, shh. Well, they can't hear me but it un- it's somewhere or other in there it unloads out of me, it just pours out. But it's not, it's that place where his grace is sufficient, not only for me but the person I might hold a grudge against, the person I might be feeling bad for because his grace is sufficient. You know, in my times of strife, all of them, I reach out to family. You lot. I reach out to you guys. There's people in here who I talk to, I send messages to, I ring. Sometimes it's the middle of the night. Sometimes they respond accordingly. It's 6.30 on a Saturday morning when I'm trying to sleep in, but that's all right. I call out to Family. And I've spoken to some of you, and I've sent messages to others, and I cry out to God. All of you, in your own way, and Him in His, have given me the same answer. My grace is sufficient. For if I, if I don't believe it, where's my faith? If I don't believe that his grace is sufficient to get me through the hardship of today or the hardship of the week or the hardship that somebody told me was coming ahead of me, if I don't believe that I'm above it because his grace is sufficient, where's my faith? Strange, to you know, what you remember. We remember the things that Christ has taught us and taught us. Well, one of the things I remembered the other day was that I'd spoken to a friend and then I got sent something. It was actually the other way around. I got sent something on, um must have been last Saturday morning when Adria was away, it was 6.30 in the morning <laughs> and you get the, the bing bong on the phone and I thought, I know I didn't set the alarm for today, it's (laughs) it's not the alarm. But somebody had sent me a message and then later in that day I spoke to her husband and poured out my hurts and poured out my anguish and poured out my stuff because his grace was sufficient for me. And as it poured out it stayed off it was like taking off my coat the coat of burden that I had carried to that moment was gone and for those of you who've got time and got the inclination there's a YouTube clip by Pastor Jensen Franklin called When Bad Becomes Unbearable runs 27 minutes it's probably one of the greatest (laughs) one of the greatest sermons I've seen for a long time long time. So if you get get a chance, have a look, have a listen. But I'm going to pinch some of it this morning. He talked about Exodus five. Exodus five tells of the Israelites already in a bad situation. They were already making bricks. And then Pharaoh said to them, oh, I want you to start collecting the mud for the bricks. And then I want you to start collecting the straw and the mud and still make the same amount of bricks. And then I'm going to cut your food rations in half, but I still want you to do the same amount of work. And Pharaoh burdened his people. Not his, the ones he owned. The slaves that he believed were his because they were God's children. You see, Pharaoh's a type of Satan. Israel, a type of the world. And the chains of slavery, a type of sin. But as the quota remains the same and they ask more of you, when the burden becomes so great and in our lives, Satan gives us a bit more. He pushes a bit harder. He just says, oh, you can handle this here's a bit more, and here's a bit more, and here's a bit more. Until it becomes so unbearable and we go, enough's enough. And when enough's enough, we turn up here looking for answers. We cry out to our God in our closets at home, We cry out to God in our quiet times. We cry out and say, enough's enough. You know, when bad becomes unbearable, deliverance takes place. Satan never leaves bad enough alone and he continually adds more pain, more failure and more and more and more. He doesn't realise he's pushing you into the everlasting arms, of, everlasting arms of Jesus. You see, if he'd just stop, we'd probably settle for this is tough, but I'll have to put up with it. But when he pushes and pushes, we go, no more. I'm going back to my father because he's got the answer to all this. I'm going to turn to Jesus. I'm going to look for and seek after the goodness and the greatness that he gave me, the fullness that is my life, the understanding that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it because of him. He doesn't do it for you. He doesn't do it to you. He creates a greatness within you that you walk in because of him. And when, when all of the bad, whatever those bads are, and I've had a few of these, alcohol, drugs, infidelity, turning your back on Jesus. That's the time we turn our lives to Christ because that's when it becomes unbearable. We call upon the Holy Spirit. Matthew 16:18, And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. In the ESV it says prevail, in a couple of other translations it says other things, it means means exactly the same thing, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So when we're backed up against the gates of hell because he's pushed that hard, he's given us so much junk and so much rubbish to carry, know that we're in the right place because we're calling out to Christ because it's the only thing we can do. The church does its best work backed up against the gates of hell because we come together in unity and we cry out. It's the times that I can come to you with my my fears and my hurt and my pain and I can tell you about it without you judging me. I can tell you that I'm suffering, that I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing. I can tell you about it and you, rather than judge me or criticise me, you just love on me because we're full of the love of Christ we are filled with we are overfull sometimes most of the time Romans 5:20 moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace abounded much more my grace is sufficient It is here that we've claimed enough's enough and it's here that the Father stands with us openly for we have called him in our distress. You know, don't wait until you're in distress before you call him. But if that's the time when you call him, know that he's there for you. Know that he's waiting for you. Know that he's prepared the way out 2 Corinthians 7 6. Nevertheless, God, nevertheless, 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 God, the opposite of nevertheless is always the more. Always more grace than sin, always more light than darkness and always more victory than defeat. This morning, if nothing else, take away from here today his grace is sufficient. If nothing else today, take away from here that his righteousness lives in you. It's not that we're righteous, it's that it's his righteousness in you and his grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. When Satan sends his messenger to buffet us, if he's sending a messenger to buffet you, be encouraged for you're stirring the realm of the darkness and the light within you is enough. Because if we weren't doing anything, he wouldn't be sending his messengers. If we weren't challenging the dark, he wouldn't be telling us how bad we were or how God doesn't love us or how God's not there for us. but you see satan doesn't remember that if he just leave bad enough alone we'd probably settle but we're not going to settle not any one of us the light within you is enough his grace is sufficient we are in this house on the edge of greatness the edge of breakthrough and the edge of revival. For we together seek the Father's strength and direction in our lives and follow the guidance and direction we find. I hear it every week I come here. I hear it when I talk to people through the week. I was reading this in the Bible and this is what it's saying to me. My immediate response to that is what are you doing with it? well, I've already changed this in my life or I've already changed that in my life or I'm going to do this because that's what he's asked me to do. What's he asked you to do where his grace is sufficient? Sometimes it's our family crisis and sometimes we don't like to talk about family crisis but there are those among us who can we can share that with who will understand the pain. Not the family crisis. They don't want to know about the family crisis. They're dealing with our pain. They're helping with our pain. And in that, we are turned back to the Father who loves us. As we boldly step into the future and are shown, we become a thorn in the side of Satan. And he will confront us. And remember, take hold of and be encouraged by Timothy 3.17 that a man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That means we're ready for it. It doesn't mean it's nice when it comes. It means we're ready for it. It doesn't mean that we think we can cope with it. It means we're ready for it. We're ready with a scripture. We're ready with a comforting hug. We're ready with a pat on the back. And as it was this morning when Ross put his hand on my chest and said, Mighty man, remember what you bring, not who you are. I bring to you today the word of God. I am not that word. I'm a man who stands before you as you are men and women in this room today. And I have my hurts and I have my doubts but my God is bigger than all of that and his grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Today. You see, last Saturday was the It was day five. Yeah, it was day five of a horror show in my life. But my strength had failed me and his strength came in like a flood. Isaiah 59:19 says, comes in like a flood, like a raging torrent now we talk about the river of life that runs across here. It doesn't, flood, it doesn't flood through at 100 mile an hour and 45 feet deep. It just flows through at a pace that we can handle. When we get in it, we know we're safe. We're never safe. You don't feel safe in a flood, in a torrent, in a raging river. But we always feel safe in God's river because his grace is sufficient. And as you break out of those bonds that have held you, as you break out of the chains that that have surrounded you, know that as those chains fall off and fall from you, it's not your place to pick up the bits. We don't have to clean up the mess. Jesus did. And this morning, if you're sitting with somebody you love, take hold of their hand and remind each other Remind each other that his grace is sufficient for you. And if you're sitting on your own, his grace is sufficient for you. And his grace is sufficient for you. Always. Always. There are challenges in this room today. People are facing all sorts of things. His grace is sufficient for you. And us. And you. (laughs) His grace is sufficient. Take hold of it. Walk in it. Develop it for your own life. Know that within you there lives a God who loves you and he brings with that not just a loving and an understanding and a caring but he brings his righteousness and he brings his peace and he brings his all knowing being don't fight it don't become something you weren't asked to be become the one that he loves because he's the one that we love take hold of it today if you're in this place this morning and this is this has stirred you and you need prayer this has stirred up the angst within you it's stirred up the, the hunger, the passion whatever it is, whatever you need this morning come, and let God minister you if you're in this place this morning and you haven't yet accepted Christ as your saviour and yet you, you, you've, been, sort of you've been struggling on, you, you, you're almost ready but you're not there, if that's you today, then please come and see me. If you're in this place today and for some reason you've walked away, it's time to come back. Make sure you talk to me, talk to somebody before you leave this house today. But this is a great day. This is a day of enough. It's a day of more than enough for his grace is sufficient. And today, just hang on to that. You are a special young lady. Well done, you. His grace is sufficient. Father, we thank you this morning that you, as you've led us through today, you have shown us that enough's enough and we stand before you and we declare our hearts are yours and our desires are yours and we seek after you and as we find you, you will lead us and as you lead us, we will explode from this place. And we will defeat that which tries to stand against us. And we will come to you in our brokenness and hurt and we will come to you in our victory. But we will come to you on our knees in love for you are the Father above all. In Jesus' name we pray. Have a great day. Have a wondrous day. Be filled with your graces enough.